I only learned how to ride a bike uh, about a year ago. Really? Yeah. So just like a personal challenge to yourself? Or just, yeah. Felt yeah. like I needed to. Never had a need to before, so... <laughs> It's one of those things, though, as a kid, you're always told it's a really handy thing to have. Yeah, but when I was a kid, I had, like, you know, my, okay, fun fact, I only started playing ukulele because I had really bad tendon damage in my hands. Okay. So, like, I couldn't grab hold of handlebars. Yeah. So that's why I didn't ever learn. I'm just, I need to But now I'm just like, I can go everywhere so fast. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much speed. <laughs> there is a need. I had um, a geography teacher who broke his hand, and he, he started knitting. To, to repair his hand. Yeah, similar thing with me and guitar and ukulele and stuff. Cool. Are you ready to rock? Yeah. I'm good at just chatting shit and then whittle it down. And... Nice. Um, but yeah, Lauren Pincher, welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast. Hey, how's yeah. it going? <laughs> It's good. It's good. Good. Um, I'm going to start with a simple first question. Um, of how long have we known each other? Cause that's, um, not that's very long at question. all. No. We kind of ran into each other at Witter. Yes. Very yeah. briefly. Yeah. As you were packing up, I think it was. Yeah, that's what, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, saw, I mean, I saw you in passing, like, at the event. Yeah. And then, I was yeah. around. You were around. And then I was around longer. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I ended up... Um, End up helping pack down and stuff. Um, yeah. The ladies did such a good job, and I was just like, "I want to help you because you're quite visibly stressed and exhausted." So, just yeah. yeah. But yeah. How did you How did you get involved in this? Um, well, I'm very good uh, friends with Sarah and okay. um, also Gemma. So um, when I first came to Lincoln about four years ago, yeah. um, Gemma saw me playing a gig and was like, "Hey, come play at this thing for me," and so I did. Um, and I know Sarah through music stuff as well. Uh, we both played a charity gig together at the scene, I believe it was for Oxfam. Um, nice. Oxjam, sorry. I've heard of Oxjam. Yeah, I think it, it was fun. It's one of those things which pops up in Lincoln every so often and I always think I'll go to it and then I'll never get around to going to it. Mm, I think that is the general consensus. Uh, yeah. The lady who, um, I don't know if she runs it still anymore, um, her name's Anne, she, okay. she's so lovely. Um, but I think, yeah, she tried... She tries really, really hard to get it up and running, but like I think advertisement um, when it comes to live gigs and stuff in Lincoln is, you know, it's leaves somewhat to be desired. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a lack of communication. I think it's like we, like Spike we were saying, like there is a live scene. Um, it's just you know hidden away, and if you're luckily in the loop, then you can then you can you know, you know where it is and you know yeah. what's happening where. But um, it's people who are outside the loop or have just come to the city. I suppose um, it's you know. Letting them know without yeah. being like, hey, come to this gig, that's really going to be great. And yeah. not in why you sound like psychopaths, you do so. I mean, that does help. Yes. In terms of getting people to events, mm. if you don't sound like a psychopath. Yes. Would you describe yourself as a musician outright, like your top thing is as a musician? Um... Because I know you do other things. I don't know. I mean, for me, music is definitely just a creative hobby that I've pursued, you know, further. Yeah. Um... I would just simply describe myself, uh, I think it's actually on my Facebook little bio thing, it's just artsy as heck. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I like painting and, and music and, yeah. and anything that's got a vague like, amount of creativity to it, I, yeah. it's my jam, or I'll at least try and have a go. Um, but yeah, for, for me, music was like, you know, I used to be a really shy kid yeah. and then I got into panto and it turned out that I could sing, not terribly. And then I learned music, um, you know, guitar and stringed instruments in, to accompany my voice primarily, but also to, you know, get over the nerve damage in my hands because that was less than ideal. And uh, oh, yeah. worked out for the best, as it turned out. You know, I'd say I'm primi- primarily a vocalist, yeah. if you want to narrow it down, or a, or a lyricist. Um, those two kind of go hand in hand a lot of the time. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I mean, I saw, I saw you perform at Witten, which I thought was very good. Thank you. Um, I tried, and I, I think I saw some of your paintings. Mm. They were at the front of the stage, they were the big colourful yeah, ones. Yeah, those ones. The one, the one which got knocked over. Yes, <laughs> I am so glad that did not get broken. I mean, it was it was a really cheap frame, so it wouldn't have mattered, yeah. but... Um, but still, yeah. Yeah, it's really One of those moments where you're like, oh dear. And I mean, at least it was like, if, if this Sarah to knock over any painting, yeah. I'm glad it was one of mine. She's like my Lincoln mom. 
I mean, that's what you need. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I started off as a student here, yeah. and she sort of, like, showed me around more, and uh, she's just like... Well, she's almost more like a cool older sister than I'm... She's ne- not nearly old enough to be a mother, no. um, or at least mine. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you do at uni? Um, well, I, I still study it part-time, um, okay. but uh, architecture. Nice. Just because... Just because? Yeah. Because you could... Because time. I could, because yeah. um, you know it's it's vaguely uh, useful. Yeah. Uh, you know, maths and art and engineering. And I've I've drawing. yet to meet an architecture student who actually uses their architecture degree. Yeah, it's Every, um, everyone I've met has but done architecture and then moved on to something else. Literally anything <laughs> else. Um, no, it's like because you know I am genuinely interested in the subject, but you yeah. know when you study it for ages, especially if you're not studying it full time, like like uh, like you know my. Peers, yeah. I don't know how they do it because I mean, I it's great, and yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to sound really doom and gloom about it, but it's so stressful. I think I think this podcast is the worst advert for Lincoln Uni ever. Yeah. <laughs> because, oh, great. Like, well, everyone I have come on to is like either studying or has studied at Lincoln Uni, and <laughs> don't use their degrees. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm probably the worst advert for a student because. Yeah, I just get so distracted by literally everything else. Uh, and it really is so, creative I mean, that, stuff. That's essentially what students do, isn't it? Yeah. 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 That's, that's your role as a student, is to get distracted. By I stuff. mean, my, I have used my music to procrastinate my entire time here. Yeah. And instead, that's flourished instead of, you know, knowledge on... On buildings. On buildings and, and, and stuff like that. Different types of bricklaying. Yeah. I think architecture is <laughs> one of those ones which is kind of hard to use after you have it. Like, because you can do photography, you can go still photograph things. Mm. But unless someone's asking you to design a building or draw something or go, oh, how would you put this together? It's not going to come into play in your day to day. Well, unless you've got loads of breadsticks and you're just going to build things out of breadsticks. The usual thing is matchsticks. I'm I'm more food related. I can't help. Fair. (laughs) Bread is good. Um, You could go bigger with breadsticks. You could. It wouldn't be. Like, the structural integrity would be awful yeah. with breadsticks. You'd probably have to use hummus to seal them together. Would you like to know a horrendous thing? Go for it. I am the I only person hummus. I know that doesn't like hummus. You don't like hummus? No. I, I've i only liked hummus for the last three years. I didn't used to like hummus. I feel like this it's is become like a transition. an AA meeting for, for hummus. <laughs> so why don't you like hummus? <laughs> um, it's just in the texture of it. Yeah. And I just think, you know, there's other condiments out there for me. Yeah, you know? I hate guacamole. Yeah. And people love guacamole. I like it on things, but I wouldn't go, you know what, I, like I really, really want some guacamole. I just don't like avocado. Mm. I, I don't understand people's love of avocado. I'm not a proper millennial if you don't like avocados. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't like avocados and <laughs> complain about life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah, much that's it. That's pretty much being the, the millennial. Yeah. Complaining. That's, well, I mean... I have a podcast called Yelling at Concrete. I think that's, I mean, that's basically just complaining, right? I mean, you're, ma- you're making something of it as opposed to just, like, just at... I could just be posting on social media. You could. I deleted Facebook off my phone, and it's been wonderful. I did that. I got it back, though. No, I But didn't on my that. old phone, I got rid of it because it kept popping notifications, and it was driving me nuts. So I just got rid of it and used the browser to access it if I wanted it. Yeah, that's what I, that's yeah. what I do. And uh, I use that for... Um, so we have at work um, a Facebook page and if anyone doesn't want to shift or they want to swap shifts or anything yep. it just gets posted up on there or like updates from our boss about what events are going on that's it yeah. and it, you know you just cut out so much like needless white noise yeah. really um, and, you know I, I didn't want to all out delete it because you know it's good for keeping photos on and things but yeah. you know and also like my whole music stuff gets plugged on Facebook quite a lot I um, think that's literally the only reason I have Facebook now is events and my own publishing my own work. Yeah. If it, if it, if it wasn't there, I wouldn't have Facebook. If I just, I just no, it's not. It's, I mean, if it's not useful. Yeah. To me, then then. Nah. I did think the other day that Facebook may go the way of MySpace. Yes, I think it's slowly going that way. Now. I mean, already. I know the privacy thing was a big thing in the last week or so. Mm. I say the last week or so, this probably won't go out for a month, but so it's old news. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, I can see it gradually declining. I think uh, Instagram is taking off instead. Yeah. Mm. Instagram's good. I am. Um, I'm a little bit addicted to Instagram. I'm a little bit of an Instagram I can't. I can't person. help it. 
I've got three different accounts three, for yeah. different things. I, I, I've got three. Nice. That's not a good thing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I've got like I've got my personal one. I've got my music one. And I've got yeah. my art one. Well, the music one's terrible. I forget to update it, and I I'm always posting on my personal one about it instead. Yeah. But I don't know. I have. It's all out there. Yeah. It's all advertisement of sorts. Any advertising is good advertising, apparently. Depends. I mean, okay, so if, with your music and things, do you think you'd rather get recognised for doing something you've done, like, arty-wise, and getting, like, minor recognition, or having something go wrong, and then going viral and being noticed for your music hugely? I don't know. Because I feel like I'd... those are the only two ways to succeed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you have to either be a meme or yeah. kind of okay at something. Yeah. Um, no... <laughs> don't want I don't wouldn't want to be like forever associated with something awful yeah um but yeah no, I don't mind I don't mind making a bit of a dick of myself yeah uh, I mean I do that quite willingly a lot my yes. friends don't like walking down the street with me because I will skip you know stuff like that apparently, skipping's apparent I imagine it's quicker right it actually is and less wear and tear on your leg oh mm. oh I haven't skipped in years you know, if there's a busker, like, you know, you're just, like, dancing. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. I used to care a lot about, you know, how people perceive me. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not that I don't care at all, but it's just like, man, I'm having fun. I'll do me. It's yeah. fine. That's important. It's been way more enjoyable since. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think life is more enjoyable if you just do what you want to do. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, like, again, like, not worrying about Facebook or yeah. putting things up on there. It's quite a load of stuff. Yeah. Thoughts for me. I think you're one of the few guests I've had who who does do multiple things regularly. Because I have a lot of people who who are very specific genre-wise. Yeah, I wish I could just narrow it down and calm it down a bit. Do but yeah. See, I, I do Focus lots on of things, one thing, but, I, but I don't. I wouldn't want to. I've never wanted to look at one. I know it'd be easier in a way. Yeah, I would like to, you know, excel. At one thing. Okay. As opposed to being okay at many things. Right. But the thing is, being okay at many things, you have lots of eggs in lots of different baskets. Yeah. If I get bored of one, I can jump to the other. If I'm having creative block musically, I can just do a painting. Yeah. Or things like that. And it's it, it's nice in that regard, but I'm not going to make a career out of any of them. I, I don't believe for a second. No? No. I don't think I have enough dedication for one thing. I feel like I'm deluding myself now because I just do lots of things. Yeah, I, I believe that there could be a career in one of them. Well, I mean... But I wouldn't choose which one it was. It was just whichever one goes. Whichever one just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's, it, it's how much you put into it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just curious about everything. Yeah. And I want to know everything. I want to see everything. I want to do everything. Um... And I can't keep my hands still. Like, you know, sitting at this table now, I'm just like this. <laughs> and I'm like fiddling with my hands. And, uh, and like, you know, if, I, you know, if I'm watching TV, I'm knitting yeah. Yeah. or um, sewing or something like that. And, you know, yeah. I just like making things. Yeah. Music or paintings or, you know, physically making textile things. Yeah. Or, oh, it's fun. Me too. That's what I do. I, I call it compulsively creative. Yes. Yeah. I like that term. You just got to... Do something. You don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah. But you're gonna do something. Mm. Otherwise, I feel like it's just wasted time. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's okay to like take some time out to just chill. But when I, my chill time is literally just being asleep. Yeah. I do think at times, like I love sleep, but at the same time, at times I'm like sleep is just wasting my time at times. Mm. When I could be doing. Something. Like, if I'm just like right, I'm gonna have a day of just chilling. Yeah. I'll you know put some telly on, and then I'll be asleep for about five hours and then I'll wake up briefly and then I'll immediately go back to sleep until I realise that I've been in bed for about 16 hours and that's me recharge my batteries and then I'm off again for another two weeks yeah. and I can sleep for about five hours a night and yeah. I'm just like fine I mean caffeine helps obviously obviously but yeah yeah I mean, every now and then she needed, needed a little pause just to be you know literally brain dead yeah. and uh, and then off, off I go again see I don't say the little pause I just I kind of push myself to the point where I have to pause. Like, it's not my choice. My body does it for me. <laughs> I know when I need to pause when I start getting, like... Not twitchy, but... I, <laughs> 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 I 
Um, yeah, no, I'll I'll start just being a bit delirious, really. Yeah. Um, I think no, my flatmate came in. Well, she lives in the flat opposite. She's not strictly my flatmate, but right. she came in and she gave me some flowers because uh, um, she was going home for a week, and you know she had some fresh flowers, and she just put them in my flat and left a little note and I just cried and I was like oh maybe Lauren you're a bit tired <laughs> maybe you've done too much this time <laughs> maybe when my eyes start leaking that's yeah. when that's when you need yeah sleep is necessary necessary <laughs> I think sleep's necessary <laughs> I mean it is it is necessary in general but like more necessary than mine, usual mine usually manifests itself as I'll be doing all the things and then one day I'll sleep longer than I intended to and then I'll, be, I'll wake up and think, oh, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I needed that. Maybe tomorrow yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll add on to that sleep. But up to that point, I'll just keep going. Have you ever woken up and it's dark and you don't know if it's really early in the morning or really late at night? I do that quite a lot. Yeah. On nights. <laughs> yeah. I think that makes sense. I mean, the but... time shift has helped, like which we went through recently. Mm. Um, but yeah, occasionally you kind of go to bed at 6am when it's dark and then wake up around... 5am just because you've, you've overslept and it's dark <laughs> or 5pm you just wake up and you're like uh, I don't know where the day went but yeah I'll, yeah, I'll sleep for about 5 hours yeah. or 15 with no in between um, which proves difficult uh, when it comes to you know making plans of any kind I yeah. suppose yeah. so that's why I like last night I was just like right you need to go you need to actually like make sure that you're awake by 10 because if you're awake by 10, then you'll stay awake until 2, and then you'll be able to be on Graham's podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I like that was formulated into the, yeah. the sleep plan. Yeah, pretty much. I have to think about these things in advance, otherwise it just doesn't happen. That's true. I mean, I just wake up mid-afternoon, and then go, cool, I'll yeah. go sit at the table. And you're like, yeah, this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I say correct, but yeah. <laughs> this is acceptable, <laughs> of being awake <laughs> and doing things. Yeah. I um I live on my own now. Yeah. Um, just uh, Jenny, uh, who I used to live with, and now she lives on her own in the flat opposite. Okay. It's a really great setup because, like, you know, we can spend as much time with each other as we want to, and then, you know, when I'm sick of her, I just shut my door. She can't get in. It's great. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, uh, I have like a studio bedsit type nice. flat. So my living room. Um, well, I've got my bed in my living room, and then there's a little kitchenette and a and yeah. a bathroom separate, but. My TV's on a bracket, so I just pull it out, and then so I can just watch it in bed. Yeah. And then I will stay in a little nest for forever. See, I'm I'm gradually migrating out of my bedroom. So for the longest yeah. time, myself in my bedroom was got my desk, computer bits, bed, books, everything mm. I could possibly need apart from food. Mm. And I did debate bringing a kettle in at one point of <laughs> just having it all in one space. And then over the past like two months or so I've gradually been taking things out of my bedroom and putting them in other rooms in my house so I don't spend all of my time in my bedroom because I I don't know I just feel like I've done more if I'm not in my bedroom yeah so it's it's an achievement yeah so I'm just gradually migrating things to another room so even if I'm sat doing nothing in another room I'm in another room yeah I made it to another room and also like productivity wise um I can't remember where I heard it or who told me but um most important thing to do very beginning of the day I, I find is to make my bed because once I've done that then I've already ticked off the first thing off my list okay. and then once you've done one thing it's so much easier to then carry on doing the rest of the things so I struggle quite a lot with motivation mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know actually getting up and doing things when, when, I, when I am when I'm, when I'm actually out of bed it's yeah. fine and just off I go but it's that initial little bit it's extremely difficult um, so yeah get up make my bed Make a coffee, and then you know you've got it's like a little mini routine, mm-hmm. and then that sets me up, and that's good. Okay, that's a good start to a day. Mm. Yeah, just to do little things. Yeah, yeah. they all add up, and then you know, and you come home after a long day, and you know your bed's made. Oh, it's nice, especially when it's you know in the middle of my living room. Like it's it's maybe yeah. more important. I'm, I think imagining having that messy in the middle of the living room. Yeah, it's it's not great. Yeah. I'm only a small person, so I need a small space. But like, it works for me. All I can imagine now is just like a shoebox in your room, which you just kind of like moving into. Not quite a shoebox. Um, I'm trying to think in regards to this room. So this is probably the size of like 
the living room bit. And if you just make it a little bit wider okay. that way, then yeah. that's, you know, where the bed would be. And then, a, and then a wall. A, a, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's my little oasis in the middle of the city. Okay. I go shut yeah. the door and everything's so quiet. And yeah. it's great. Mm. It's nice. For me, having my own space is quite important. Yeah, mine too. It's It's been a... A big thing of I need need my space because mm. I, I think that's the thing. Like I, I I live here alone, so I've got all all of this. Um, and I've thought a couple of times like I could move into a house share because obviously it'd make it cheaper and, mm. and bits and bobs like that. But I just can't. I don't think I could do it anymore. I lived in house shares uh, for the past three years. Yeah. Um, it just kept going wrong. Um, I like, not even not is right. Okay. It's going to sound like I'm the problem here because I because you moved out because each time. I because I was the one that had to move out each time. But I was just very very good at picking the wrong people to live with to the point of literally crazy people. Okay. Um, and that's not me exaggerating because a girl that I lived with in second year has now been sectioned. I mean that is literally. That's like, literally yeah. crazy. So, yeah. yeah, it was just stuff like that. Um, you know, just third year was good. Okay. Daddy was good, but then, like, uh, so it was Jenny and I, who, who I mentioned before, um, and two guys who are wonderful, messy, but wonderful, mm-hmm. um, miss them dearly. If you ever listen, Alex, we still love you. Um, please come back. Sense, like, <laughs> he's just lost to the world. <laughs> Even though you've he's gone back him. to Essex, so we <laughs> just, just can't like... cope without him. Um, and, I mean, uh, Essex doesn't exist. So. No. Um, uh, but yeah, and then, um, so obviously, like, new people move in, and, you know, it's, you know things changed, yep. and... I, it got to the point where I was just like, well, for my own well-being, really, of, you know, um, I, yeah. And not picking random crazy people. And not picking random crazy people. I mean, I thought the best way to not live with random crazy people would be to live on my own with just, you know, a very familiar one crazy person. So it's better the devil you know. Yes. Know yes. your enemy and all that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it helps to be a little bit crazy. Hmm. Especially on your own. Oh, gosh, yeah. I can't see this. This is the thing I can't understand of, of people who live alone who aren't necessarily creative or get involved in things, like, mm. which may be a little bit crazy. I don't know what they do with their time. I don't know what people do with their time in general. I know TV comes into it a lot, and yeah. people fill space with TV. But I get so bored. Yeah. I can watch TV with someone else there, yeah. and know, you know, have a laugh and you know talk about what's on the the, the big blinky screen. Mm. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I just like, meh. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. No. But I, if something doesn't interest me, like, I drop it very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Just abandon it. Yeah. Straight up. I'm very blunt like that. Yeah. Uh, if I meet a boring person, I, I like, especially if there's a little bit of alcohol in me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nights out of fun. Okay. There's, you know, it's been many evenings and troubles. Do where... you do the thing where you just walk off? No. No, I... Because I do that. I... Even if I'm interested in the person I'm talking bit to. bit worse than that. Oh. Um, slap them. If, no, no, I don't slap them. <laughs> There's no need to slap them. I will go, okay, um, you're really boring, so I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> I'm going. Um, <laughs> one day I'm going to get punched straight in the face. Um, I mean, that's kind of brutal, but I love yeah. it at the same time. I mean, I, okay, I'm five foot two. Yeah. Five foot four if I wear my tall shoes. Um, but, <laughs> so I'm not really very menacing or anything on night out. So, um, yeah, I you look very... You find it endearing. Yeah, I mean, I, like, you know, I, yeah, people say, oh, it's so, much, so small and endearing. And when really I'm just very, very mean. Um, it's just, well, <laughs> not deliberately so. Just, you know, being blunt is just way easier uh, yes. and, and more fun <laughs> in general conversation, really. So, yeah. I mean, I find on that night out, I, I do a thing which I got told recently, not recently, fairly recently, it's called like an Irish goodbye. I don't know why it's called an Irish goodbye, where you're just in the middle of a conversation with someone and you'll get distracted so you just walk off. <laughs> and I do that all the time on nights out. And we'll be chatting, we'll be doing something, someone will just be talking and then I'll just go, and I'll just, I'll just go, yeah. I'll leave. I'll just, yeah, and, no, I'll go for, and I'll come back. But I'll, I'll have to go solve my distraction of, of whatever I want to do at that one time. I'm very good at saying, I'll be right back. And yeah. then... And never return. Well, no, I do return, but maybe like an hour later. Yeah. It's that habit of just wandering. Yeah. I love a good wander. 
Yeah, and um, like especially like being involved in the music stuff there, like yeah. you know everyone, or or you you know recognize people who've been to your gigs or people yeah. who are like involved with other bands and stuff. And uh, like I can't walk down High Street without you know bumping into someone and then stopping and talking to them. Like yeah, it's you know unless if if I'm in a rush, I let a hush a rush that was that was hurry and rush a hush a hush that was mashed together sounds like a nice word it's a well it's a new one we're formulating new words now Shakespeare we may have to put it in the title why can't I (laughs) (laughs) the rush and Lauren the rush no no um that didn't need a theme tune Uh, (laughs) it plainly did I can already picture the sitcom, which is just a carrying around that theme tune. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't go down the high street without yeah. uh, bumping into someone. And if I am in a rush, mm-hmm. then um, I left you have to. I have to say, just I'm sorry. No, yeah. carry on walking. <laughs> just no. <laughs> sorry, my brain just thought something Jim that rush could be a really quiet rush cover band. Just like a really like a cover band, but they don't sing very loud. They just whisper. Rush. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like cover bands. My friend used to be in a cover band for ACDC. Mm. Let there be DC. Really good. That's a bold cover band. Mm. ACDC is hard to cover. Mm. I imagine. Yeah, he um he, he was lead guitarist and he had the shorts and everything. Nice. I, I can't even get the legs for the shorts. <laughs> Neither did he. <laughs> Just throwing friends under the bus. Yeah, <laughs> the that's moment. fine. They're used to it. It's fine. Yeah. Right. So your music. How long have you been playing? Um, a long time. Or at least to me, it seems a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I first picked up a ukulele when I was thirteen. Was you know my brother had a guitar beforehand, and then I stole it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I was better at it. Sorry, Ben, but you know I was, and yeah. so it slowly went from the living room to my bedroom, um, and uh, so yeah. And I was you know dabbled around. I've always you know liked singing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I got yeah got involved with panto and drama classes when I was younger because I was a very 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 quiet kid, and my parents were like, we need something just you know make her actually talk words in public places. Um, so yeah, and, and that really helped, and then so I, that's how I got you know, singing, and you know they were like, actually you you're not terrible at singing, mm-hmm. um, and then my grandmother paid for me to have singing lessons um, at the Jennifer Grace Vocal Academy, and I went there for three years uh, every Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and so I you know got all the techniques right in that, and uh, that was it from from there on. I started you know I was thinking. Okay, I've done some live stuff now with with the academy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to do it on my own, and so I did that. That's good. Yeah. I know like, the ukulele um, for a while became like a bit of a gimmick. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was when Nora and Whale Five Years Time first came out. Right. Um, I yeah, I think I started learning about a year before then. Yeah. And then and Must then that song came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because I'm very unapologetic about how much I do adore ukuleles. It's not really an instrument people take seriously. No. Because um, there are, uh, like, you know, the general question is, oh, so what colours your ukulele as opposed to what right. type of yeah. ukulele have you got? Yeah. Um, mine is beautiful and made of curl wood, and I'm very pretentious about it. And, um, you know, proper ukuleles. I think that stuff. helps, though. Yeah. That you know about your ukulele rather than it just being, I own a ukulele. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually can play it, which yeah. helps. Um, Do you find it easier than guitar? Yes, yeah. definitely. I mean, I, I'm a tiny person, so, uh, you know, it, I've got... A tiny guitar. Yeah. Except don't ever call it a tiny guitar, because it's not... It's just not... <laughs> it's just offending tu- you, know? It's different tunings, it's yeah. different string material. Is it a better guitar? Define better. Because do, you, do you prefer it? I mean, I prefer it. Yeah. Because you can... It's a better guitar for you. Yeah. For, yeah. for me, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it would... So a soprano ukulele would fit in my school locker. Okay. Um, so it was super practical, super portable. Um, yeah, I've got tiny hands. So, you know, I didn't struggle. Like, with a guitar, I always did struggle. Like, yeah. you know, um, I can't bar chords still. It's, it's, I'm terrible at it. Um... But yeah, it would you know it just fit 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 in my hands nicer, and 
you know, it's more fun. And yeah. if, you can make any lyrics sound happy if you want to. So a lot, if you, <sighs> when I'm writing lyrics, uh, it's usually like about the deep stuff. Like yeah. I'm talking like angsty post-teen mm-hmm. drivel. But you set it to a ukulele and then people don't quite realise how <laughs> sad you are. I don't know. <laughs> I did just think that. If you said to you clearly, it doesn't come across it doesn't as, come across as slightly realistic like, and Yeah. Yeah. It's just you know, and you have four fingers and you and there's four strings. Yeah. It's one of the easiest instruments to learn. Um they actually teach it in primary schools now. Yeah. Which I am all for. Is it, is it the, wait, is that does that mean it's the new recorder? I wish you didn't say that. But I mean that's because that's, that's good. Very true. But it, I mean it's good because it's the ricardo played badly is much worse, I imagine, than the ukulele yeah. played badly. And that's, for parents, that's a good thing, mm. surely. Yeah, I mean, I, def- I definitely think they sound nicer, but they can be equally as annoying yeah. if not played properly. Um, so, yeah, no, my my ukulele, um, uh, it's got, you know, cooler strings, uh, it's got set to a low G as opposed to a mid. Does it Just, have a name? It, uh, everything I own has a name. Um, so the ukulele that you saw me perform with, um, mm-hmm. because I have several, um, his name is Irian, because um, it's a nice name, and uh, it's I think because I look up meanings of names, and I do believe it means friend okay. um, or something along those. Oh no, your beautiful voice, um, or you know something along those lines. I can't quite remember now. I've had it ages. Um, but yeah, I, I name inanimate objects a lot. I think, you know, because if something is that personal, then it needs to be personable, yeah. in my opinion. I think it helps if something goes wrong with it as well. Yeah. That you, you can you can give it a character. Because mm. then it's not, suddenly it's not just a broken object, it's just a grumpy object or yes. an angry object. Arian, you know, why are you like yeah. this? <laughs> why are you doing this to why me? Why do you hate like me? Why <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so um, Irian mm. is a um, is a tenor ukulele, um, which is just slightly larger than your normal one. It sounds deeper because yeah. you know size. It just you know makes sense. Um, and yeah, I string it with a lower G because uh, a, l- a lot of the time, like ukuleles, don't have that. They don't have that low tone. Um, they, yeah. they're, they're annoying, and it can be annoying because of the plinky plonky high tones and pitches. Um, but when you've when you've got um, like a, a lower tone to it, it's just nicer. Yeah. And like I do sing a lot of soft stuff, so you know to have that, it's it fits better. Um, to the point where I go back to a normal ukulele and I'm just like, this sounds wrong. Yeah, I'd be curious what a ukulele would sound like with distortion. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> um, my yeah, my old my old housemate had a uh, had it like a multitude of FX pedals. Yeah. And just great yeah. would piss off everyone in the entire house and probably well that's neighbors. the only reason anyone has effects pedals yeah nobody gets one for serious reasons no you get it oh, to, to play yeah. with it it's yeah. like as soon as you get a whammy bar of any kind it's like everything, everything is, is going wrong. <laughs> look I can play Seven Nation Army <laughs> so I've had I've had um, I've had various musicians on before on here and I always find it interesting of how you come up with your songs. Like, what's your process? Um, oh, well, you know, very, very cliche, actually. Um, so I'm not very good at talking about my feelings, but I'm very good at singing about them. Um, because words elude me a lot. Yeah. But if I have the time to write it down... Um, so, well, actually, sometimes I don't even write it down. It just, you know, comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... A self promo. Um, Do it. Promote everything. One <laughs> a, a, a song that is free to download on SoundCloud mm-hmm. under my musical name of Limpet. Um, it's uh, it's just called Interlude. Okay. Um, it's a song that um, my friend and I made up on the spot. Um, so he came up with a riff, and it was it's him playing Spanish guitar, um, and I just sang over it. Um, what I just sang what I felt in mm. my heart and. We played it, and it was great. And then we played it live on stage. Mm-hmm. Came out differently entirely, um, but it was live recorded, um, and it sounded good. Yeah. People liked it. It uh, is a bit London grammar esque. Okay. But um, but that's what I like doing. I like I'm, I I like just singing along to stuff, even though it's not you know right. It's just whatever whatever 
feelings and for me it's a very good form of uh, self-expression and just letting out emotion not necessarily verbally like um, just in sounds which sounds which in itself sounds kind of strange but uh, if you listen to the track it makes more sense um, it's just me singing the phrase I'm alright okay. I'm always alright um, kind of over and over and over again with a few other words and lines thrown yeah. in there um, and yeah I mean if someone's next to me just like playing some random riff on the guitar even if it's like a song I know uh, I'll, I'll sing over it just yeah. and it's it's nice and soothing it's kind of organic this way of doing it yeah organic yeah organic yeah. the word I was trying to think of actually because I know a lot of people um, really struggle with either one part or the other so they'll either come up with lyrics and then they can never think what goes with it mm. or they come up with the music and like I don't know what to put I kind of think of lines with slight melodies and I'll build yeah. around it um, so I well um, when it, reason I know Gemma um, because I did well, I did some spoken word mm. um, because if I can't think of a melody for um, any kind of music to go with my lyrics I will read them out loud as poems basically okay. um, and then if, if it's a something like that, that I've got really good words and really they're expressionate and I like them anyway yeah. I'll take them to a musician of sorts someone someone better than me and just be like hey fix it <laughs> make it sound pretty um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, or I'll hear some, or I'll hear someone's riff and I'll sing something over it or it'll remind me of a feeling or yeah. a memory and then I'll pack it around that so um, I uh, a good example of this is a song that I wrote for my dad for his 50th birthday. He told me he didn't want anything, so I was like, well, I'm going to write you a song because I'm lame. Um, so, lame. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's putting time and effort into making something, so it's not yeah. really lame. A, so, I, I use the word lame a little bit too much. <laughs> um, but, so, uh, yeah, um, I wrote it about, you know, how my dad's always there for me, like, you know, through it, through everything. Like, you know, I wasn't the easiest kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, definitely had some times where, like, I struggled a lot um, on a personal level with, you know, mental health, big, big issue in my life uh, at one point in time, mm-hmm. and um, like, my, I can call, I can call my dad up at four o'clock in the morning. He'll pick up the phone. Yeah. And he'll just chat, and and then it will be okay. Yeah. Um, so the song was about that. Um, and I can I really really love playing with uh, like vocal crescendo in my music so I'm yeah I, I'm quite mousy as a person mm-hmm. um, and then I, I get really into it I build up the vocal up and up and up and up and up and the next thing you know I'm belting my lungs out yeah. um, and then I bring it bring it back down again real small um, and uh, that's how I get the emotive side out of it a lot more um, or another song that um, I play quite a lot live is a song called Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, now Alaska is about the Northern Lights. Okay. Uh, I've always wanted to see them. I never have. I was uh, going to say, have you, have you seen them? Never no. ever. And I would really love to. Yeah. But in this song, um, I personified the Northern Lights as a person that I was in love with. Okay. And I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and you know just. Throwing in a load of metaphors, yeah. I suppose, um, and you know, it was you know kind of based on um, you know, feelings of past relationships I had. So I, you know, you know, nice feelings, mm-hmm. and so I knew roughly what to write. Um, but the lyrics are, um, "Oh Alaska, when do you glow? If there's one thing I should know, when does your sky light up my eyes? When do you make me whole, make me fine?" Um, and that's another, that's another one that actually started off as a poem. Mm-hmm. Um, but then um, I, I ended up just writing it in C because you know it's happy and peppy. Um, but yeah, it's about you know just looking up and just being so very in love with something and not understanding why. Yeah. And okay. you know, yearning for it, but you know, the sky can't love you back because it's the sky. <laughs> I think it'd be a little worrying if it did love you. <laughs> just one day, a face that, just appears in the that sky. That brings up a lot of. <laughs> Like that, that's a the- theological conversation right well, there. That's a yeah. t- it's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I think that's really nice. It's a nice way of 
kind of free-forming things into... Yeah, it just, you know, it just happens. Or, you know, there's the yeah. classic, you know, teenage angst. Teenage angst is great. Oh, yes, it does. It, it pushes so many things. Mm. That's where, like, my broodier songs come from. <laughs> but then I'll still play them on the ukulele and yeah. they don't sound nearly as deep and dark as, yeah. Just get a grand piano and just... I Every wish... so often just... I wish I could game. play piano, but I, I can't. Is that like top of your list of what you wish you could play? Yes. Yeah. I, I wish my parents had forced me to from yeah, the age of lessons. four. Yeah. yeah. And yet everyone who has piano lessons as kids probably hates piano. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so if any, if I meet anyone who can play piano, I'm just like, hey, do you want to feature on my track sometime? Um, <laughs> I get really excited. I'm like, please, please, please. Because, um, you know, you know, Birdie, um, beautiful vocalist. Uh, she, we're actually the same age. Mm-hmm. And... Um, She's got really a really soft, almost whisper um, of, of a voice, yeah. and then, uh, but obviously with a lot of them behind it. Yeah. Um, and uh, she plays piano with uh, a load of her music, and it's ah, oh, it's yeah. beautiful. It's just beautiful. I want to be that musically beautiful. <laughs> There's a lot of jealousy right there, but I can't hate her because she's so good. <laughs> I, mean, I think that's a natural thing in, in art in general. It's it's, like, as you look at someone, you. you go, "I need, I need to be you." Yes. Um, and then other in people come way. along and they think you are that level and you're like no no they're, they're really good yeah yeah. like when people are like oh I really enjoyed your set and I'm like you did. I, I was just having fun and the fact that you enjoyed it is just like an added bonus <laughs> it's the, just the icing on the top of and yeah and you, know, and, and you paid gigs I'm like well, yeah. this is a hobby that I've just taken way too far it's great. I have so much fun with it. I kind of like the idea that you could make it quite well, and you're just like, no, it's just a hobby which got out of hand. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just ran away from Honestly, me. Honestly, that's what happened. Like, you know, I was, you know, writing songs and stuff in my bedroom and just dabbling, and then, you know, people overheard me, and uh, I ended up playing a friend's birthday, yeah. and then I ended up playing a barbecue, then I ended up playing a pub, and then yeah. another pub, and then a cafe, until eventually I played on the engine shed stage, and I was like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> it was great. It was, like, it was literally me, engine shed stage, yeah. huge, and uh, it was just me sat on a stool playing to an audience of a couple of hundred, and I was like, oh. What event was this then? Um, it was a showcasey type thing okay. um, to do with the uni. Yeah. Um, it was great. Yeah. Uh, I played at the platform too. That's a really nice venue. Yeah. And um, it's, it also helps because a very good friend of mine, uh, Callum Smith, is uh, the... Oh, he's now like the assistant manager of the uh, tech side of things at the Engine Shed and, okay. and the Swan and everything. Yeah. And knowing uh, knowing that you've got like a good sound engineer behind you makes you feel yeah. so much more comfortable. Yeah. Um, he used to, yeah, he used to make freelance and come to my gigs and do, do it for me, um, and it made me feel so, so much less nervous. Like I don't, I don't, people always ask me if I get nervous, but now I don't. Yeah. Because I'm like, well. You've done it a few times. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not out of cockiness. It's just kind of like, oh, I've done this before, and yeah. it, you know, realistically, what can go wrong? Yeah, you could see them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking with this mentioning venues. I know on previous podcasts we have mentioned that we don't think there is a like a, a decent live venue, which is for like small bands. Yeah, in Lincoln. I've had yeah with Callum. Um, I had this conversation very recently. Yeah. Um, there's so I was just the argument where you think you, where you think is good in Lincoln. Uh, I mean, well, the thing is, there is no middle ground. No, there is pubs and there is bigger pubs, yeah. um, and then there's the platform. The platform's the next step up from that, um, and it's six hundred pounds higher out. The thing is. Um, so I was having a I was having the debate about um, payment. Mm-hmm. I personally uh, only do gig la, 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 only do gigs for free now if it's for a charity event yeah. because if it's and if it's not paid, um, it's still my time, it's still my skill, and mm-hmm. it's still a lot of effort that I've put in for this. I mean, it's not just the performance; it's the whole getting there. It's the wear and tear on my instruments and my equipment, mm-hmm. um, and also like the rehearsing and prepping for that particular gig. Yeah. Um, and not to mention all the time I spent practicing my own songs, um, like you know, and writing them. Yeah. And um, I got really annoyed, um, potentially unjustifiably, but I was offered fifteen pounds for expensive for expenses for a forty-five minute gig slot. Right. Now, I understand the argument that when it comes to like an hourly wage, yeah. that's excellent. Yeah. 
But the thing is, when it comes to a creative skill, you can't base things on the minimum hourly wage. Yeah. Because, you know, because of all the things I just mentioned. And unfortunately, a lot of the time, there's no budget for it. There's no budget to pay the musicians for their art, for their skill, um, which is sad. Um, so on principle, I don't accept low-paid gigs. Yeah. Because, you know, if you start doing those kind of things, word gets out that you do, you know, cheap gigs for favours for people, and then, and then, A, you end up being doing a load of favours for people, and then, B, you're not taken seriously as a musician. Yeah. Now, I, I'm not going to say that I am this the most serious musician, you know, I mean, I'm running around with the ukulele, for Christ's sake, but at the same time, I don't want to be taken advantage of. No. Um, yeah. And that has happened before, and then I put my foot down. Um... Because if I'm not going to take myself seriously, why should I expect anyone else to? Yeah. Um, like, point blank. Like, they're not going to. So, um, I mean, if I do want this to be more than just a really fun, lucrative hobby, mm. then I can't let that happen. Um, and it's also about, you know, um, it's also about, you know, protecting myself from um, gigs such as uh, in nightclubs, um, acoustic lounges at very late at night, it is just me on my own yeah. um, with my equipment. If something happened, I wouldn't be able to do anything. And uh, I, I played one gig before, and a drunk person got up on stage, and mm. they just really messed with my, the PA equipment. And I didn't. I'm, I'm not. A, well, at least I vaguely know what I'm doing now, ish. Yeah. Um, but back then, I you know people no, have to set up for me, yeah. and then I, the PA guy was nowhere to be seen, and I couldn't do the rest of the, my music slot that I was paid to do. And um, I didn't get home until like three in the morning mm. I don't have a car it's for me it's walking around that time of night with yeah. you know, expensive equipment just me I mean if it was just me that's you know, scary enough yeah. um, you know we do live in a city and unfortunately things do happen uh, unfortunately things have happened to me and I will do anything to stop that happening again yeah um, and I have to consider all these different things um, that people don't necessarily think about yeah. and I can't grab a taxi all the time I mean I'm I mean it still costs money, um, so I have to think about that kind of thing too. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I yeah. think it is it's something which kind of goes amiss, especially in creative industries. Yeah. Over a lot of places, they're thinking, oh, well, people just want exposure, so they, yeah. they'll, they'll do it for well, free like, anyway. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like I don't need exposure because I'm still a still pretty small musician, but like I but can do that kind you... of thing myself yeah. if I really wanted to, and if I wanted to push myself, then I would. Yeah. Um, because I know how. I, I don't need someone to do it for me. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, I have contacts in advertising, for example, and you know, um, I have a, I have a really um, wide social network myself. Um, because you know, I've lived many places and I've been many places and yeah. I've met loads of different people, and you know, friends will always help each other out. You know, especially musicians actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're all in it together, so I don't need someone to tell me that. I need their help if I play a gig for them, wear myself out for something. It's not worthwhile. No. Um, I don't want to be used like that. That's a massive tangent. Um, but... But no, that's good. But, yeah, no. Because it raises a, the point. It is a massive tangent. But, um, yeah, so the argument was, um, when it comes to venues themselves, yeah. you've either got that. You can, you can either do people favours and you can do small gigs and pubs. Mm. You can do paid, you know, it's proper sets and pubs mm-hmm. um, and cafes and various places. And there are there are people looking for live music there. Or if there aren't, then, you know, you do have to take some initiative. Yeah. Um, like I was talking to Cafe Shanty um, uh, literally last week, actually. Yeah. Um, and they, when they were up the hill, they used to do gigs. They don't anymore. And I was like, hey, so um, I, I work with Women in the Arts. We'd love to use your space potentially because you've got such a great atmosphere in here. Yeah. It's small. It would be low key. You wouldn't need any equipment at all for spoken word or music, mm. acoustic. You know, it's, I, it's not really a metal kind of uh, cafe. Somehow, I think. Um, yeah, I think taking I something. Yeah. Death. Yeah. No, I don't, don't think that would. <laughs> I don't be think they'd appreciate with, it. But, no. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, or you know, the next step up for me is the platform, and yeah. it's it is very expensive to hire. But then again, their facilities are great, yeah. and um, you know the, their price is justifiable. But yeah. you know, if you are a small band or a single musician on their own like me, that's just you know that's a no go. Yeah, that's um, too too much. Yeah. Unless you yeah. are supporting someone who can afford it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I supported Lauren Rycroft there. She put on a gig, okay. um, and it, it was a really good gig. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, and then next step up from that is obviously the engine shed. Yeah. 
Um, but there are venues around. They're versatile venues. They're not necessarily music ones. Uh, like, you know, Women in the Arts thing was, was held at the Blue Rooms uh, yeah. in, in the lawns. And that was really lovely. It's mostly like a... It's a more of a theatrical stage. But... Yeah. I think the weird thing about Lincoln has always been... It's, it's hugely location-based in Lincoln. Because though it's a tiny city, really... Mm getting from one side of Lincoln High Street to the other side of Lincoln High Street yeah. can be a, a huge challenge. Yeah, like, I i mean, I live the opposite end of Lincoln to you, and yeah. I walked here yeah. in 20 minutes, yeah. maybe half an hour. And it's, it's one of, I mean, like, the Blue Room, if it was on the High Street, wouldn't necessarily just be a theatrical venue. It yeah. could quite easily be a music venue. Yeah. But because it's uphill, it has that, that added gravitas of this is this is a, a proper art venue and, and yeah. all, all that kind of thing. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I don't think that there should be another venue. No. I think it's a case of taking what we've got and uh, exploring different options. Okay. Um, and you know, making places more versatile. I mean, uh, there's the Rogue Saint. Yeah. But, They've started um, doing live music. They yeah. have, um, and you know, that's. I think that's a really nice middle ground, and I think they're doing things right there. I mean, I've seen people perform at Straight and Narrow as well. Oh, have you? Yeah. I've, I think I've been in Straight and Arrow once. I've never life. seen a band at Straight and Arrow. I've seen two rappers at Straight and Arrow. Because um, there's Professor Elemental and Mr. B, who gentlemen rappers and steampunk rappers. And, yeah. and they were really interesting because it was kind of, they have a mini, the mini, mini conned off section. Yeah. And they were on there with the PA and, and all that kind of stuff. And that was really good. But it's a really weirdly shaped venue. Yeah, to, it's a bit of a Because you, your front stage is only, like, here to here. Like, <clears throat> so you can't get too many in, and everyone's around the ends. Yeah. So it's a bit of a weird one, but Rogue Saint's got that added. Mm, it's, yeah. got, it's, it's nice in there. Yeah. I, I enjoy it there. A little bit, a little bit too much. <laughs> um, you should go on Sundays, it's half price cocktails. <laughs> I am a tiny human being. Me and cocktails, <laughs> we, do, I, we don't get on. No? We, no. Or would you like to get on? You, you fall out each time. Oh well, it's more of a case of um, half price cocktails means well, well in, I, it means you can buy one for half price. Does See, in my head, it means two for one. Essentially, it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of alcohol for no. me to get drunk, and I don't like being drunk in public because I like to be very in control of myself, despite being a very like you know. Um, what, I don't, can't think of the word. Relaxed, open. Yeah, relaxed. Yeah. I'm a relaxed and open person, but then, then, then. But drink, drink. Drinking happens, and I just <laughs> not a mess. I'm just you know out of character. <laughs> That's a good yeah. Yes. I'm out of character when I drink. That's. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a great defence for anything you've ever done. <laughs> it's like you were really drunk. No, I was out of character. I was just a bit out of character. I was a little That's, bit merry. Yeah. A little bit too merry. Getting a little bit merry. So what's what's future use music wise? Like, what are you working on anything? Well, um, are you, at the you moment, gearing up for EPs and albums? At the and moment, <laughs> I am not doing a lot. I mean, I was recording an EP way back. Okay. Nothing really came of it because university life took over. As it does. Um, as it does, unfortunately. Um, no kidding. I think it's meant I to. I love you, <laughs> um, but <laughs> don't kick me off my course, please. Um, and I'm, what I'm doing now is I am focusing on my education. I've got two months left. Uh, I, I finished so you in your final year? Yes. Nice. Um, I'm in my final year of my undergraduate. Mm -hmm. um, it's just taking me a little bit longer. Um, and uh, so I'll be finishing that in June. Uh, I'm going back to Norfolk to live with my parents for a little while um, mm -hmm. because I've got my bedroom there, uh, which set up like an art studio. Nice. An art studio with a bed in the corner. Like it was more like a nest, to be honest. Um, and uh, the best art studios include a bed. Yeah, pretty much. Um, paint, paint, paint. Fall into bed. Paint, paint, paint. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. <laughs> Back and forth. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, I'm going to save up a little bit of money, and then um, I I think I would like to get more into painting at yeah. the moment. But um, for me now, like I've done so much solo work, I would love to collaborate with other musicians. Yeah. So um, there is a band I've recently been been introduced to uh, called Flint Moore. They're from Kings Lynn slash Downham Market. Okay. Uh, or, at least, or at least their drummer is. Um, and I've been listening to their music a lot, and um, I find myself harmonising with their songs a lot. I, okay. I absolutely love harmonising vocally. Yeah. Uh, I, used to, I used to be part of a gospel choir, 
Um, so, you know, it's just instinct for me. You just keep throwing in things you've done. You, you seem to have I've done so done much. I've done many things. <laughs> I, like I said, can't... Can't, I can't stop. You're compulsively creative. Yes, exactly. Um, I was an alto, and so I will uh, figure out the yeah. harmonies for that. And I'll just sing, and it's great. And I would really love to work with them. Yeah. Um, they followed me on Instagram now, so... We'll, we'll just tag I'm them in, in this. We'll just tag them in this. So, like, hi watch guys. This. Uh, watch, watch the last 20 minutes of this, this <laughs> podcast and uh, get Lauren. <laughs> and, yeah. Subtle. Yeah. Love it. Um, Social media in the description. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I also do um, some, some work with my best friend Alex. Uh, he, mm-hmm. uh, Alex Erdley Scott. Um, he's uh, well, the guy that was in the ACDC tribute band. Uh, he's recently just, you know, he's t- taking some time out for himself now. Um, and we, you know, we we jam together, and yeah. I just like having a laugh, really. And then if something awesomely creative and you know, beautiful sounding comes out of it, then all the better. All the yeah, all the better. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, like not working with other people is it's just been because of time. It's a lot. I mean, I can rock up at a gig and set up in yeah. about 0.2 seconds, um, and it's you know cheaper as well for me to do that. Um, and I've been busy, and I don't necessarily have the time for rehearsals and things yeah but you know once i've got my degree under my belt then i don't have to worry about that anymore that doesn't take you know up that doesn't take up all of my time and yeah. i can i can be creative like more, even more so for a little while until getting a proper job maybe maybe that's a mistake now get a proper job i've been i've been uh, <laughs> i've been in retail on and off for the past five years yeah so I mean, I, I I like it. It's it it'll do. It'll do. It's it nice. pays the bills. It does. That's as much as it it's, needs to do. It's yeah. nice. Um, but yeah, I think you know if I if I can, if I can make money doing what I actually like doing, yeah, then it's great. I mean, I I don't want, I don't want to live in a mansion. I don't want a nice car. I just want to have fun. You're saying you wouldn't it. live in like a ukulele shaped mansion? A ukulele shaped mansion would be terrible. <laughs> Like, I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're studying architecture. You could design a ukulele. I could. I could also. Would um, it would it be flat though, and then round, or would it be on end? If it was on end, there's a lot of brilliant. stairs, and I'm not fond of stairs. Just have a lift. I'm not fond of lifts either. No, lift. I got trapped in one one time. It was yeah. awful. Put no, me no, off. Claustrophobic. So, mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that idea. <laughs> No, my my ideal house would be literally like wattle and daub, um, wood tim- like timber frame, yeah. a fr- an A frame house actually. Yeah. You know, you just have the downstairs bit, yeah. and then like a shelf for an upstairs um, with a little mezzanine. And yeah. You can look down and just something simple and rustic. And I, if I could make it with my two hands, then that'd be great. That'd be great. Sounds good. Yeah. So future wise, you. Just creating and then... I'm yeah. just going to be in this whirlwind of paint and music for a little while until something comes th- out of it. I mean, I don't think that's a bad whirlwind to be in. I think more people should be in. There's definitely worse whirlwinds There are whirlwinds mm. of whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, I'm just going to see what happens. I mean, a lot of the time people, like, you know, there's that classic question of, what do you want to do after your degree? I have no idea, but I cannot wait to find out. Yeah. I really can't wait. I think a lot of people do panic about what to do after the degree. Mm. And then when they don't have anything, they start to get put themselves down even more. And yeah. it's like... Just... I believe in myself enough to know that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. I've got a good skill set under my belt. Um, you know, I can talk to people, which is good. Um, so, you know, retail is, uh, is sorted. You know, I've been a barmaid and I know how to make coffee. So, you know, it's like the part-time really golden yeah. trio. Yeah. Retail, barmaid, barista. I can do them, so... Yeah. I'll be I'll be able to get a job anywhere and, and just in well, my downtime do the other it's stuff. Like a weird goodbye podcast. Goodbye podcast. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, we're describing you leaving linking and, and. Oh well, I am leaving, <laughs> but I'll still be lingering like a bad smell. No, I'll be back to visit all the time. I've got too many friends here now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for me going back to Norfolk is uh, basically it's a self care move. I want to. I just want to catch my breath after four years of just manic education and I never took a I never took a gap year. Yeah. Um so I've been I've been in the education system for seventeen years and so I just wanna go and just 
drop it. Do. Yeah. I just want to go and do literally anything else. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be fun. Well, I think that's a good point to end on. Yeah. Is, yeah the right. future. Thank you for having me anyway. That's right. Thank you for coming. No worries. And discussing the world of music. The world of music and many other philosophical Other little friends. bit of things. Yeah. And we shall, uh, we shall talk to you guys later. Okay. Yeah. You guys should check out Lauren. Social stuffs. <laughs> oh, oh. And that band should collaborate. Flintmore. Yes. Please. 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 <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>